Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Experts, your source of information on your house, your health, your finances, and so much more. If you want to listen to this episode again or listen to past episodes of Ask the Experts, go to the Odyssey app, click on the podcast section, and listen at your schedule. Today we're joined by someone that you've heard on the show before. We have Sunil Verma from Austin Business Brokers joining us. Welcome back, Sunil. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you, and thank you for coming on the show. Today we'll be discussing the process of expectations from all parties in a sale of a business. What is the buyer, the seller, and the broker responsible for, and what should they bring to the table? What are the things you need to know? Let's start with the buyer. What do they need in this transaction? Well, you know, besides money. Uh, yes, sir. Firstly, rather than going to specific businesses, this program, which we do, is mainly to educate and help the business buyers and sellers. So a broker is a interested third party, but... Typically, a transaction is between the buyer and the seller. As far as the buyer is concerned, you know, he must be a willing and able buyer who has the means to buy the business and the willingness without any duress. All right. So these are the only two uh, qualifications as far as the seller is concerned, with some exceptions. Let's say, for example, the business owner is selling a business, but he has committed to certain contracts that uh, he has to fulfill in the f six months into the future. And that's where his word is, his contract is, and his reputation is. Now, a lot of times you'll see businesses for sale that says no experience required or the seller will train. Well, if the seller is uh, looking at the buyer and the offer is there and they're gauging each other the seller wants to make sure that this person will be able to fulfill the work that he has promised to the client to the client in the future. If he thinks uh, this person is not qualified or he doesn't have the wherewithal, sure, he can take his money and sell the business and you know sail away in the sunset. But he can object to transferring the business to the buyer unless he's assured that the uh, person will be able to fulfill his obligations. For the business. Now, that's uh, being the willingness. Also, we need to make sure that the person who is buying the business has the means to buy the business, and it's not just talk. And typically, 
one thing would suffice is having an earnest money deposit with the offer. That way the seller will be assured, hey, this guy has the money. I've looked at his bank, bank financial statements and he can raise the money if he's going through SBA loan or something. And if not, he will forfeit his deposit. So those are the two things that the seller needs to demonstrate to the, uh, the buyer needs to demonstrate to the seller. So he's in good shape as far as the transactions. Okay, now let's talk about the seller, the one who's, you know, selling the business. What do they need? Well, sometimes the seller's financial statements are required by the SBA bank. If the bank requires the seller also to put down 10% as the down payment. But that's very rare, and most of the sellers do not agree to that provision because they have to wait a couple of years, maybe longer, to get their deposit back from the business buyer. But mostly, the business owner, when he's selling his business and he has an offer on the table, he needs to be able to prove what he has stated in advertising the business directly or through the broker. Let's say he's saying, I do $20 million in sales and I net $2 million. There needs to be a way for him to show that with the P&Ls, with tax returns and everything. Recently, we sold a business where the books were very, extremely accurate and very well done with the bookkeeper and an in-house uh, employee who was doing the bookkeeping. So when the buyer was doing his due diligence, he asked, hey, I see you make deposits every day because that's a service business and they get paid every day. On this day, you made a deposit of 1400 and some dollars. Can you prove it to me? Well, within 10 minutes, not only did the business uh, owner show the bank statements and the receipts and the deposits, slips and the invoices and everything. So the bookkeeping was very accurate and that helped the business uh, buyer get all the confidence he needed to move forward. Secondly, there should be no surprises in the business. Uh, well, you don't want uh, the business buyer to find out, by the way, the lease is going to expire in two years and for some reason the landlord has already notified the seller that they will not renew the lease. So those kind of things should be said upfront to the potential buyer so later on they won't have any arguments about that. Any material facts that are not disclosed will end up being a problem later on. So the seller needs to, let's say for example, a seller has a service business where about 15, 10-15% of the business is by one customer. And uh, if the customer has already notified the thing, uh, the business owner that he might take his business somewhere else if he sells the business. Well, that's a material fact that needs to be disclosed to the other party. All right. Now, one of the things that comes up, it's very rare, but it does come up, is when business owners are telling the broker, hey, we need a person who can pay this money and everything, but we need to interview the person, make sure we don't want a person of certain ethnicity. And you ask them why? And they say, well, we have had issues with them. They made an offer, but they never come through and everything. Well, maybe because the broker didn't qualify them, looked at the financial statement and everything. It has nothing to do with who they are, but what they were bringing to the table. All right. We had uh, another gentleman who was looking to sell his business, but he made it clear once he sells a business, 
he's going to open up another shop maybe a mile away and be doing the same business and competing with the new owner. In the third case, we had a service business where the owner said, even though everything is good, we want to look at the person, interview him, make sure our customers are well taken care of. So basically, we told him, you're looking for a manager, not a business owner. Once he buys the business, obviously, if he's going to spend half a million dollars, he's going to make sure the business is taken care of and the customers are taken care of because without customers, he doesn't have a business. Well, the final result, all three of those businesses went out of business a couple of years later. So though they were not really looking to sell the business. They were just playing games of some sort. Uh, so the seller has to be clear with the broker. And if the broker is experienced, knows what he's doing, he'll simply walk away from those kind of uh, relationships. And you can force something where if you know something and you don't uh, declare it to the other party, then the broker himself will get in trouble. And you you don't want that. We're talking about all the sides of selling a business with Sunil Verma from Austin Business Brokers. If you're looking to buy or sell a business, call 512-800-7085, 512-800-7085, or go to abbtx.com and Sunil and his team are waiting to help you. If you have any questions you would like Sunil to answer on a future episode of Ask the Experts, you can go to abbtx.com slash radio and fill out the questionnaire. Austin Business Brokers, 512-800-7085. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back to talk more with Sunil Verma from Austin Business Brokers in just a moment here on Ask the Experts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to this episode of Ask the Experts, your source of information for all different aspects of your life and business. We are joined today by Sunil Verma of Austin Business Brokers, and you can contact him and his team at 512-800-7085 or go to abbtx.com if you're looking to sell or buy a business. Okay, so we've covered the buyer and the seller. Let's talk about your role, the business broker's role in this transaction. What are the expectations, both realistic and unrealistic, of the broker? Well, one of the great things about having a market economy like here in the United States is there's a lot of competition no matter what trade you are in, what business you are in. And that's a good thing. I can tell you this. In my industry, if you're a business owner and you're looking to sell the business, you can likely get a broker to agree to sell the business at any price. Let's say the business is worth a million dollars. You can probably get somebody to sell it or market it, try to sell it for $5 million, $6 million and for as little commission as you want to pay him. So, in the end, when the business owners are doing their research and looking for brokers, interviewing different people, they usually will end up with a broker 
with whom their ideas and their thinking is in alignment. So it works for everybody in the end. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, business owners may not be looking for what the broker has promised. Let's say they, they, they think the business might be worth about two, three million dollars. And it it is actually two or three million dollars. But they'll get a broker to say, hey, we'll sell it for $10 million and uh, things of that nature. And uh, so that's something that uh, doesn't work very well in the interest of the business seller. So 12 months later, they are back on the market trying to shop around for another broker. And if they're serious about selling the business, that's not a good situation for the seller to be. Sometimes they are just looking, dipping the toes and seeing, hey, what my business might bring, and they'll hire a broker and say, I'm not really thinking about selling, but if it sells for this price, I might be interested. And the broker will have a feeling, yeah, it won't sell for that, but what the hell, I'll take it, and I'll see it. Maybe there'll be somebody foolish enough to buy, uh, pay that price. Why not? Or they're hoping that the business owner might uh, really get serious about selling the business and then they can readjust the price. Uh, some brokers can do that. We typically don't like to do that because at the end of the day, what we're selling is our time, our expertise and our knowledge and our time. We would rather put that time into work, working with a business owner who's serious about selling his business and whose ideas and thoughts are in alignment with ours. Now, once having had this conversation with the business owner and the business broker finds out they're on the same page and they're ready to move forward. The role of the business broker is to make sure he makes a good presentation of the business and represents the best interest of the seller and in an ethical fashion. Rather than, you know, there's a tendency among brokers and I guess in many other professions to do a little puffery and to do a little over-exaggeration and saying, you know, we're the best and uh, this is the best business, uh, blue skies, those kind of things. And uh, what we do is we do an analysis of the internals of the business. We have about on a website, on the first page, at the homepage, we have a questionnaire, about 20, 23 questions, which will give a pretty good analysis for the business. And any business owner can go there and fill out those questions honestly and get an answer right away. Now, there are also some external factors that are beyond the control of the business owner and the business broker, but any expert or wise business brokers would take in those factors into consideration. What's the economic climate like? Let's say, for example, right now we're having inflation, fears of recession, gas prices, short supplies, all those things you have to consider. Will those affect the business? And there are some businesses who might be insulated from those kind of things. Then uh, that's what uh, the business broker needs to emphasize when he's advertising. But taking those factors into mind gives a pretty good idea to both the business owner and the business broker what price will somebody reasonably pay. Additionally, then there's the bank involved. Let's say you have a business that you want, it's worth maybe about uh, 
but the business owner wants to put it in the market for a million dollars, and the business broker says, yes, let's do it. And you might get somebody who will say, I'll take SP alone. But the banks will not approve of that price. Banks have their own guidelines. So it makes no sense to do all the work when you know that it's not going to uh, end up uh, with the result that you expect. So it's similar to a house appraisal. You, you need proof of valuation to get the appropriate loan. Exactly. All the homes in your block are selling for 400 to 425 It makes no sense to put in the market for $750,000, knowing you, know, you can have open houses for six months. Nobody's going to uh, make an offer. And even if they want to, uh, they, they're not approved by the bank. And in full transparency, you represent the seller, but because you act as a fiduciary, Austin Business Brokers has a responsibility to both parties. You have a responsibility to the buyer also in the sense that the business they are looking to purchase is what it claims to be worth in value, and you have done due diligence as far as looking at the books and what the market dictates. That's true. And we do make a disclaimer that we're not uh, bookkeepers and we're not CPAs. So what we are providing to the potential buyer is what has given to us provided by the seller. Now, if there's something very obvious and the broker is aware of it, it's his duty to inform the potential buyer, hey, you know, this is a red flag. I have uh, taken it up with the business owner and he thinks he can explain to you and this is something that's happened during the marketing of the business. And if there's an answer, sure. But at least you have made the other party aware so there's no issues later on. And, you know, the golden rule is as far as a business broker is concerned, uh, not to overpromise. You know, be, be, be rational and be reasonable. And sometimes it is helpful for the business owner when the business broker will tell them Here's what I think will happen or should happen, and here's why. And a rational business owner will look at those facts and will agree with you to a certain point. And if there's a small difference, that's fine. That can be worked out later. But for the most part, you know, if uh, things are on the same page, it's, it's a good strategy to work with that and, you know, always try to overperform. Uh, if uh, a broker says, you know, I can do this, 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 without uh, knowing full facts, it's not fair to the other party. Now, on the other hand, you know, sometimes we take a listings and we tell them a very reasonable time. It might sell within three months to nine months, 12 months. And uh, the last three businesses we have sold have been within month or month and a half. And that's what I call is overperform your uh, your promises. And that's always a good thing. So basically knowing the roles of the three parties in the transaction make it a smoother transition when the sale takes place, when both the buyer and the seller know what the expectations and needs are in the sale. It's a win-win for everybody and makes sense for both sides, right? Correct. Uh, now, the, the number one thing for the business buyer is when he sees a business advertised in terms of financials and he looks at the business doing his due diligence, he figures, hey, this is exactly what those guys said. They're not lying and everything seems on the up and up. I've shown my books to my CPA. It looks good. Everything looks good. Then the party's excited about closing the deal. You know, same thing about 
the the from the point of view of the business owner. If he sees the person is qualified and he's very earnest and uh, he's very sincere, he'll go out of his way to make sure that the new person succeeds, and uh, he will volunteer extra time to help him transition the business and make sure uh, he introduces them to his employees after the closing and helps them have a good relationship and uh, move forward from there on. And uh, nobody wants to be left with uh, unpleasant feelings at the end of the transaction. They do happen sometimes, and but it's always a good feeling to walk away knowing everybody came out ahead and uh, it's a win-win situation, especially as a broker. You know, I sold almost about 200 businesses, maybe met about, you know, 500 people in the transaction. You build up a good relationship with them, but after the transaction, you probably won't hear back from them. But out of uh, nowhere, two, three years later, they'll call, hey, I bought the business from you, I want to sell it. Or I sold the business and I have another friend of mine and I'm, I was so happy with the transaction that I'm going to refer you to him. And uh, sometimes we have businesses we don't end up selling for whatever reason. And uh, we still have good relationships with those business owners. And uh, whether they sell the business in the future or not, but as long as you have a, you do a good job and each party is uh, honest with the other party, they end up uh, having a good feeling. We only have a couple minutes left, Sunil, and I want to make sure we go over the aforementioned questionnaire that the potential seller would fill out to find out what kind of results they might get if they did decide to put their business on the market. Let's say someone wants to retire or change careers or move or just sell their business. Walk us through the steps. When they fill out the questionnaire at abbtx.com slash radio or call Austin Business Brokers at 512-800-7085, what should they already know before contacting you and what are the steps after they contact you or fill out the questionnaire? So once people go on the uh, website and fill out the form, towards the end of the form, there's an option for the person to fill out whether they want to be contacted by us or not. And if that's the case, we ask them the phone number and the best time to call them and everything. And also, when they fill out the form, they get a description of the score. If you score below this much or if you score above this much, that's you know uh, typically a good score or a bad score. So once we have the score emailed to us and to them at the same time, we will look at it and we call them when they ask us uh, to give them a call. And it's a free consultation, and we we can uh, figure out whether they are just looking to get an idea about the business or they're looking to sell the business or not. In either case, we tell them why your score is, how it can be approved, what's missing, or what you could do better. And just by those things, uh, I've seen people uh, wait six months and come back again and fill the form. Their score shoots them from 65 to 85 because they are motivated to sell the business and they want to fix all those issues that they can fix before they put it on the market. So it's a very useful tool. And uh, obviously, you know, when we speak to them, there's no charge for that. We have a few clients, maybe about a dozen or 15, who do just valuations every year. We update the valuation of the business for them. 
eventually they would either want to sell the business or pass it on to somebody or sell it to the employee. They know the value of the business. Plus, they also get to know what to fix and improve the business along the way. And I've seen some considerable increase in values over the years. Businesses started at being valued at $1.2 million, and about four or five years later, they're worth about $2 million. And they're still operating in a very healthy fashion. And it's always good to have the valuation, right? You may not be ready to sell now, but having the information and going through the process may lead to improvement when you do decide to sell. Correct. And the, and the best testimonial for that is I've had many business owners who have been talking with other people uh, about selling the business, and they've come to us for valuation. And it uh, makes me happy to see that they were able to sell the business based upon the valuation and the package. A lot of people want to sell the business on their own, but they can use our services to make a nice presentation and save themselves a lot of uh, cost in terms of commission and things like that. And some people like to do that, and sure, why not? And I've seen some business in the market. I saw one this morning. It's very well priced for sale by owner. And it's just so fast. Sunil Verma is our guest today on Ask the Experts. If you're looking to sell a business or buy a business, if you've heard something today that you would like Sunil and his team to explain more or just for some more information, you can contact Austin Business Brokers at 512-800-7085 or abbtx.com. If you want to fill out the questionnaire, go to abbtx.com slash radio, and we can address those questions when Sunil joins us again on another episode of Ask the Experts. Sunil Verma from Austin Business Brokers, 512-800-7085, abbtx.com. Sunil, thank you so much for joining us today in the studio. All right, thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We will have more for you next time here on Ask the Experts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.